As promised, uh, we're going to talk immigration with the president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, uh, Dan Stein, who I said is a frequent guest on uh, Frank Beckman's show, and uh, we're going to remedy the fact that he hasn't been with us. And, Dan, I think it's safe to say you're the most eagerly anticipated guest we've had in a while. I apologize, (laughs) and thanks for waiting. (laughs) Well, you know, expectations make the heart grow fonder and all that sort of thing, so I'll use my time wisely. That was seven minutes of build-up for you, and I hope I didn't steal your thunder. When you look at the framework uh, that President Trump has laid out, and we know that Stephen Miller was a contributor to this, why do you find it lacking? Well, I think, you know, it's not clear how much Stephen Miller contributed to this final um, ultimate concession of a huge mass amnesty. Uh, that's not the Stephen Miller we know. It sounds like uh, the swamp critters have gotten their nose in the White House, and you see who's doing the negotiating for the administration right now, Kirsten Nielsen. Uh, General Kelly, um, you know, there's a group of people in this administration who really represent the, you know, the Bush, the corporatist, the Wall Street wing of the Republican Party, the Koch network, who are, you know, very much in opposition to Trump's immigration platform. Many of them opposed his candidacy in the first place. And other people like Chris Kobach and, of course, now Steve Bannon, I mean, they haven't either. They were. They are no longer part of the administration or they were never included. Arguably, they should have been. But Trump is either trying to do one of two things here. He's either trying to demonstrate that Democrats are completely unreasonable and won't even accept a very generous amnesty offer in exchange for some of the things that Trump ran on and therefore intends to use that in the 2018 election, right? Or, you know, he's serious about trying to cut some kind of a deal with the people who don't want Trump to succeed in anything, namely namely the Democrats. Now, how that's going to succeed without dramatically weakening the, the base I mean, many of the people who voted for him in states like, well, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, people who delivered the White House to Donald Trump did so on the strength of the immigration-related issues, border security, building a wall, and this issue of the labor displacement, foreign workers, H-1B workers, as well as the E-Verify program that ensures that only authorized workers get get American jobs. And I want to ask you about so, that. But, but, but you, you and I both know that politics is, is the art of the possible. It's the art of compromise. We know the government was already shut down once. Uh, you know, people keep touting these polls, suggesting as many as 85% of Americans believe that dreamers should stay. Isn't that a pretty compelling political argument for the president, especially in light that he's he's made some pretty firm demands about what he wants, including a $25 billion trust fund for border security that you know is going to be hard for the Democrats to choke down? Well, you know, the big holy grail in this thing is ending chain migration, because this thing is something that's been on, basically on our necks since 1965, and every immigrant who comes in as a multiplier gets to bring in a whole lot of relatives, a whole lot of folks. And the Democrats love this because it means that immigration is inexorably going up and backlogs are getting bigger and longer. And Trump has said that's got to change for a lot of reasons. I mean, immigration is reengineering the whole demographic of the country in ways that obviously the Democrats like, they like the idea of bringing in poorly educated people who apparently need public assistance because they think they're going to vote Democrat, and the evidence is they do. But that's not a compelling reason to continue running an immigration program on autopilot. And Trump has said, you want your amnesty, you're going to have to give the American people the right to once again decide who and how many people are coming in every year. And that's something already the Democrats have said they don't want to deal with. They, they oppose any kind of change. And what Trump is really doing is he's highlighting When we talk about compromise, the people who, you know, want to compromise will signal at the beginning of a negotiation that they're willing to actually meet somebody halfway. The minute Dick Durbin talked about wanting and making a demand on these DACA amnesties, he said, by the way, 
we're going to sit down and compromise, but we're just going to do what we want. And anything Trump wants is off the table is unreasonable. Well, that's not that's not compromising. The Democrats have completely disrespected Trump's campaign positions on the immigration issue. And, and worse than that, the Democratic Party's positions on immigration are 180 degrees from where they've been for most for all the 20th century up until Obama came in where ever since Sam Gompers, you know, they were a big pro-labor, protect American worker party. And now it's like they don't give a damn about the impact of immigration on the American labor market, on stagnant wages or anything else. They just want everybody in legally and illegally well, to bring in lawbreakers to the, to the State of the Union. But, Dan, you know that's not true if you talk to members of the rank and file. There's a disconnect between leadership and the rank and file and the political class within the, the labor movement and the rank and file. I, I do have to ask you, what would... A, a political success look like to you knowing that there is going to have to be some compromise? Well, the funny thing is that Bob Goodlatte, who chairs the Judiciary Committee in the House, had a very good bill. It reflected Trump's compromise originally, which was secure the borders, build the wall, uh, eliminate chain migration in the lottery, and have mandatory nationally verify and, and state and local cooperation. And in exchange for that, it gave three-year renewable work permits to the 800,000 DACA beneficiaries under Obama. Well, White House completely pulled the rug out from under Goodlad because now what's happening is they're all negotiating within this framework. It's kind of like, um, what's that show? <laughs> uh, I can't remember it now, but they have something called a framework. It's a virtual reality. Sure. You know, ah, so it's on my tongue. Anyway, um, you know, they're not prepared to, uh, to meet Trump at, at any level. And so the White House has shifted positions in ways that can only be described as political. I mean, Trump is a smart guy. He knows that the radical left-wing component of the Democratic base is mad at Schumer and Pelosi because they didn't get anything from from Trump in this last shutdown. Right. right? They shut it down for three days. So Trump realizes, and you got to you got to give Trump credit. He is a master at understanding how to knock his opponent off balance, how to get them to behave in irrational ways. He knows that Schumer is caught off balance here by making this magnanimous offer when Schumer, at the same time, is having to do penance with his extreme wing of, his, of the Democratic Party, he can't turn around and say, oh, yeah, now we're going to stand and negotiate. So Trump's a very shrewd He understands the optics and the visuals of these things. And what he seems to be doing now is setting up the Dems who are going to be standing there with their illegal alien dreamers tonight. And he's going to say, hey, I'm with you. You know, I want to help these guys. But, you know, Chuck and Nancy, they don't want to help me cut a deal. So what am I supposed to do? And the Dems are going to look yeah. really stupid. Yeah, Dan Stein, it will be interesting to see how in your face he gets, especially given the fact he says he wants this to be bright, optimistic, and unified. Uh, but if he speaks directly to those young people or young adults or adults in some cases, uh, he, he might want to address them directly, and that will be interesting to see. We appreciate your patience with us as we <laughs> fixed our technical problems. Thanks for being with us. It's good to have you on. My pleasure. Take care. Dan Stein uh, from FAIR.